you. Romans chapter number five, and uh, I'm just going to preach a few moments what God's impressed upon our heart, or this passage rather, and uh, ask the Lord to touch us. Romans five and verse number one, the Bible said, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith in this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but with glory and tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some will would even dare to die, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Father, I pray this morning now that you'll bless the reading of thy word. I pray the Holy Spirit of God would have liberty uh, to work in our hearts and in our lives. God, I pray that you'd help us this morning not to say anything that would grieve uh, the Spirit of God, but Lord, I ask you if you would now just to work and do that work that no man can do. Help us to be sensitive, God. I pray that uh, we would respond in the invitation as the Spirit of God would lead us, and may you save that sinner that's nearest hell, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. This name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to draw your attention uh, to verse number one where the Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith. And I want to uh, preach a few minutes this morning on the subject of being justified uh, by faith. Now, when you think about what Paul is saying here, uh, we know that Paul is talking to the saints of God. He is not talking to sinners. Amen? And for a sinner, he is not justified. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17 tells us what the source of faith is. As it says, uh, faith, therefore, he said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the source of faith is the word of God. And then in 1 John 5 and verse number 14, he talks about the victory of our faith. As he says in 1 John 5, 14, and we know that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so the source of our faith is the word of God, and the victory over this world is our faith this morning. And so faith is what justifies us, meaning, that there's not nothing good in me and there's nothing good in you. A man is not justified by his works uh, but he's justified by faith. Amen. And when you think about that three times in the word of God in the book of Habakkuk, in the book of Romans uh, and then in another place memory fails me this morning but three times in the word of God uh, the Bible makes that statement that the just shall live uh, by faith. Now uh, one time and you can read it when you go home it emphasizes the just uh, then a second time that it's mentioned it talks about how it emphasizes them living and then the third time it emphasizes that it is by faith uh, now the Bible said in Hebrews 11 and verse number 1 it gives us the definition of faith it said so then faith uh, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen 
And so faith is something that I cannot see, but it's what I believe this morning. Amen. And though I have not seen God, yet I believe in God. Amen. Though I have not seen heaven, yet I believe in heaven this morning. Though I have not seen Jesus face to face, yet I believe in Jesus. You say, how can you believe in all these things that you have not seen? I believe it by faith. Amen. And the source of that faith comes from God's word. Amen. And the word of God cannot lie. Somebody say amen to that this morning. And so I'm thankful for uh, the word of God. The just uh, uh, shall live by faith. Now, the Bible says that God gives to every man a measure of faith. And then in Hebrews 11 and verse number six, the Bible says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is uh, and that he's a rewarder of them uh, that diligently seek him. And so you know what faith will do this morning? Uh, uh, Faith will open the eyes of the blind. Amen. Faith will comfort the hearts of those that are discouraged. Faith will strengthen the weary. Amen. Faith will pick you up when you're down. Faith will get you through the valley. Faith will see you through the storm. Faith will get you over the mountaintop. Faith will get you through the wee hours of the morning. Faith will increase your prayer life. Faith will give you comfort when there's nothing else to comfort you. Faith gives you stability when it seems like everything else around you is falling apart. Faith will help you to worship. Faith will help you to walk with God. I'm talking about faith this morning is the answer to all of life's problems. Amen. Faith does not go on my feelings. Can I say thank God for that? Because can I tell you the longer you live, the worse you feel. Has any of y'all figured that out yet? The longer you live, the worse you feel. I think once you get over 50, don't even ask people how they feel once they get over 50. I mean, they're over 50. Can you not figure that out? You can ask them if they're having a good day, but for God's sake, don't ask them how they're feeling uh, because they're probably not feeling as good as you are if you're under 50, amen? Uh, But can I tell you something about faith? Uh, I'm so glad it's not based on how I feel, amen? The Bible does not say the just shall live by their feelings. Uh, It does not say the just shall live uh, uh, by their blessings, and I thank God for blessings, uh, but the Bible said the just shall live uh, uh, by faith when we don't feel nothing when we can't see nothing when we can't figure nothing out when we can't find nothing amen you know what we can do we can get up in the morning we can put one foot in front of the other we can keep on walking for God we can keep on living for God we can keep on serving God through the sunshine and through the shadows and through the storms you say how is that possible we can do it all by faith this morning The just shall live by faith. A man is justified by faith. And because that we've been justified by faith, notice this, in verse number one, we have some things, amen? You say, preacher, what do we have? Well, he said in verse number one, we have peace with God. 
Can I tell you this morning, I'd rather have the peace of God and have peace with God as to have all the money that this world could ever offer. Amen. I'm telling you, I'd rather pillow my head at night and know, thank God, the old account has been settled long ago. I'd rather lay my head down, Brother David, and know that if I don't wake up another day and see another day this side of eternity, I've got the peace of God living on on the inside. I'm telling you, you can't buy peace, but by faith, you can sure have peace. Amen. You can't put a price tag on peace this morning. Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Thank God I'm telling you the Bible talks about peace. He said there is in book of Isaiah three times. He said there is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Now, if you're here this morning, you don't have peace with God because you don't have the peace of God. The day that you got saved, you may not have been able to explain this peace, but if you have this peace, you'll know it. Amen. Uh, the Bible said in Philippians chapter number four, uh, but Paul talked about this peace uh, and said it passeth all understanding and thank God for peace. Uh, he said he'll keep him in perfect peace uh, whose mind is stayed on thee. Uh, and one of the benefits of being justified by faith uh, is we have peace with God this morning. You know, when I got saved, I didn't know what the word <clears throat> justification meant. And most of you didn't either. We didn't know what the word propitiation meant. It just means a covering. But we didn't know what that meant. And we didn't know the doctrine and the terminology that came with salvation. I remember um, the first time that I was sitting in Bible college uh, and a preacher got up uh, and he talked about soteriology. I said, what in the world did he just say? And they got talking about all them theology words. And, and sometimes preachers like to use them words. And there's nothing wrong with using them words. I, I just don't never use them because a lot of people don't know uh, what they mean. And that doesn't mean that I'm smart and they're not. Listen, if you didn't go read the book, you wouldn't know what that means uh, because man come up with it. I just like to use Bible words and Bible terminology uh, because we all know what salvation means. Isn't that right? I'm not against them man using that uh, but anything I got to explain uh, after I use it I'd just rather use something more common amen I want everybody to know uh, what we're talking about because it's so important amen uh, but I sat there and I heard them big old words and I thought man I don't know what none of them words mean but you know what I didn't know I knew I had peace when I got saved, I didn't know what it, the word justification meant, propitiation, redemption, all them words. But I knew one thing. I knew I had peace. Amen. And can I tell you something? 30 years later, I know I'm saved. Not because of the way I live. Not because of the things I do. You know how I know I'm saved? Because I don't worry about going to hell. Amen. And I'm around the truth. And I can hear the truth. And it doesn't bother me. It just confirms that I've been saved. And Thank God. You know what truth will do? It'll give you peace, friend. And we have peace with God. And then I see this this morning, that we have it through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you want peace this morning, you've got to meet the Prince of Peace. 
and we're justified by faith and justification gives us peace. Faith produces peace. Then notice in verse number two, a second thing we have this morning is not only do we have peace with God, but notice something else this morning. We have access by faith. Faith produces peace. But faith gives us access by grace. Amen. Hebrews chapter number four. And the Bible says, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Aren't you glad this morning you can go into his presence as a child of God and you can pray and you can talk to the Father. Now the devil will say, don't you pray because you know the scoundrels you've been. You know you're not worthy. You know God does it. You don't deserve God to listen to you. Every bit of that's true, but it's not the whole truth. Amen. The truth is I don't deserve God to hear me when I pray, but thank God he's given me access by faith because I trusted him, because I believe in him. God has opened the door and through the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, I can come into his presence as a child of God and I can pray. I've got access this morning. We live below our privileges too many times. We don't pray like we should because we listen to the devil in the flesh. The devil says don't pray and the flesh doesn't want to pray. Amen. I tell you, you got to rise above the flesh if you're ever going to pray. And you got to quit listening to the devil when you are praying. Amen. You just got to dismiss all them thoughts and trust the word of God and say, Lord, I'm a praying and I'm believing you to do what you said you would do. God will answer your prayer. You know, God, he don't answer our prayer because we're special. Sometimes, People like to act like that their prayer life, that they're on a different plateau. Can I tell you about praying people? They never brag on their prayer life. And they never feel like they prayed enough. There's nothing wrong with getting up and saying, I prayed and God answered a prayer. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about you ever been around people that they want you to know that they spend a lot of time in prayer. They probably don't spend any time in prayer. Or they don't spend near as much as they want you to think they do. Praying people secret about their prayer life. Because it is secret. Amen. But I tell you when you pray, we don't pray as much as we should. And we don't always pray like we ought to. My biggest battle is in the prayer closet. I start praying, Brother David, that's where the devil in the flesh fights me the most. I'm telling you, he'll try to talk me out of praying. Amen. He'll try to tell me it ain't doing no good. And can I tell you, be honest, sometimes I pray and I don't really know if I ever get above the ceiling. I mean, I get up and I've got up to pray and the Holy Ghost say, go do that again. You didn't do a good job at that. Has he ever told you that? And sometimes you pray and you really don't know. You say, well, I prayed, but I don't know what happened. I don't know if anything's gonna happen, but I just tried to pray. You ever been like that? I'm telling you then somewhere, somehow, some way, God will answer one of your prayers and there'll be something on the inside and it's the Holy Spirit, he'll let you know, hey boy, hey listen young lady, you just need to keep on praying, even when you don't think it's a doing no good, uh, even when you don't think you're getting through, uh, you've got access, uh, if you'll just pray on, uh, uh, you'll see God answer those prayers, uh, uh, God's a listening, uh, he's a wanting to grant those requests, uh, uh, we've got faith, uh, and if we'll just pray, a uh, prayer is faith, hallelujah. Now it takes faith, I don't care who you are. It takes faith to go into a room by yourself. Get on your knees. 
and talk to the ceilings and the walls. Does that not take faith? You ever got down to pray and the devil meets you right there and say, oh, you're the biggest fool. Go ahead, say your little prayers. Say your prayers to your God. You think he's real and you think he ever told you anything like it. I've been praying for him. The devil say, God ain't even real. You're not even saved. Well, if he tells you that when you pray, and that's a pretty good evidence you're saved. If that booger don't run around telling you that all day long, but he waits till you go to the prayer closet, you can chalk it up. He's a liar, amen? But I'm telling you this morning, Hey, listen, we don't deserve to be in his presence. We had not done anything to earn uh, his presence this morning. But what about a God that sits high in the heavens, high above the earth this morning? And as he sits there, he's listening. He's listening to his church. He's listening to his people. And he said, if they'll just exercise faith, if they'll just ask, they'll receive. If they'll seek, they'll find. If they'll knock, it'll be open unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And to him that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. I'm telling you, Jesus said, In all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believe and you shall receive. David said, O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. We serve a God that's given us access by faith, and he's listening this morning. Do you know if God, if you believe this morning that God heard your prayer? the day that you asked him to save you. Can I tell you something about that prayer? We weren't never more dirtier and more blacker than we were the day we prayed that prayer. We weren't never more sorrier than that day. And if God through tender compassion and mercy would look down from heaven and hear the cry of an old sinner saying, rescue me. Save me. Rescue me. Brother David, if God would hear us as sorry and low down as we was that day, I know we're no better, but the blood's applied now. And we've got access. And we were a child of wrath and a child of the devil. And we walked according to the course of this world. But now we're in the family. Now we've been washed in the blood. Now our name's been written in heaven. Now we've got the righteousness of Christ. Now we're alive in him. Now we've been given his spirit. We've been baptized in the body of Christ. He's added all these other things. You say, I don't know how God would ever give me access. It's through Jesus this morning. It's through the blood. It's through the spirit. It's through the book. It's through the church. God's made a way so that we can talk to him. Hallelujah. And we have access. Then can I say this morning by faith, look at verse number two. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. This morning, because of faith, we can rejoice in hope of the glory of God. What does that mean, preacher? I'll tell you what that means. That means that we have sorrow, but we sorrow not even as others which have no hope. That means that when trouble comes, we may weep and weep and may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. That means that we have troubles, 
but we don't have to let our heart be troubled because we believe in God and we believe also in him. You say, what does that mean? It means we walk through the valley, but yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. There's a peace, there's a power, and there's a presence that comes with faith that doesn't come with this world. It rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. But thank God I don't walk through this life by myself. He's a holding my hand. Thank God. He's a walking with me. He's cleared out a path. He leads me. He guides me. He fellowships with me. He protects me. He takes care of me. He guards me. He feeds me. He thank God he helps me. He's with me every step of the way. Hallelujah. And like that old song y'all sing, when I can't see, I must believe. And when I can't stand, I have to lean. But that one scarred hand, that nail scarred hand, has got me and he's walking with me every step of the way. Jesus said in John chapter 10, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Verse 27, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He said, I and my Father are one. I'm glad this morning I'm in his hand. Thank God. I'm glad this morning I cannot be removed. Hallelujah. He's not holding me with his hand this morning. Oh no. I'll hold to his hand and he'll hold to mine, but he's not holding me with his hand this morning. I'm gonna tell you something. He's got me in the palm of his hand this morning. As long as you're holding on to something, you know what? You may drop it, amen? I'm gonna tell you something. He's not holding me this morning. Somebody might even pry it loose. Ain't nobody big enough to pry me out of his hand. But I had a, I had a man tell me one time, he said, well, you know, you might fall out of his hand. Somebody, the devil may pry you out of his hand. I said he couldn't do that. I couldn't fall out if I wanted to because he's in the Father's hand. But I'm gonna tell you what that means. It doesn't mean he's holding me. It means I'm in the palm of his hand. It's ingrained. I'm inside him and he's in me. I'm completely in Jesus Christ. When he sees me, he doesn't see me. Thank God he sees the righteousness of Christ. And that's what gives us hope. I rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. My hope's not in Washington. My hope's, my friend, not on Wall Street. My hope is in the blood. Every hope that I have in this old sinful world, it's anchored in the blood of the Lamb of God. And I rejoice in that hope this morning. I used to ride to work with a man every day and he listened to this he listened to this Christian talk radio I won't tell you what it is because somebody may listen to it and I don't want to discourage you but we'd get in the car and we'd start home every afternoon from work brother Caleb and by the time I got to the house it was about a 25 minute drive and we listened to that program I wanted to go get a pistol I mean, I thought it was all over with. There wasn't nothing to do but die. And every day we would ride home, Brother David, and we'd listen to this program, and all they did was talk about how terrible everything was. I know the world's terrible. But man, I'm telling you, you listen to that stuff every day. I'd, get, I'd come, out of church, or come out of work sometime feeling good, and by the time I got to Chatsworth, I was so depressed. Because they never 
gave any hope. I mean something bad going around in the world or in the country and for 30 minutes that's all they dwell on. Now I'm not saying stick your head in the sand but I'm telling you if you're a child of God you better learn how to get above the problems and the circumstances of this world. Ain't nothing wrong with watching some Fox News every now and then but if you watch too much of it guess what? You'll be just like that. Amen. Amen. There's nothing wrong with reading the paper, but if you read the paper every day and don't read your Bible every day, guess what? You'll walk around like this all the time. Lord, it's coming to an end. We was going down the road one day, and he said, man, this whole world's getting bad. I said, brother, it's always been bad. Amen. I mean, it's been bad since the days of Noah. Amen. And it was far worse then than what it is right now. I'm telling you something. This world's turning upside down. It's turning inside out. Problems on every hand. We don't know who's what's going to happen tomorrow. They may nuke this whole world before it's over with. But I got news for that crowd. King Jesus is on his way. And when it comes, I thank God. He'll be large and in charge. Hallelujah. My hope's not in Trump. It's in the trumpet, hallelujah. The trumpet's going to sound, thank God. And the church is getting out of here. Praise God. It's not in the White House. It's in the church house. Brother Ben, sometimes we get discouraged. But thank God for a little church on the side of the road where we can come and feel his presence and hear his voice. And it keeps us keeping on, amen. That's why we need God in our church. Because church is boring without his presence. Is that right? Man, preaching will put you to sleep if God don't breathe on it. And you know that's right. Man, you've sat through some of my sermons about what sleep God didn't touch it. Come on now. Don't raise your hand, but at least say amen. Truth is, I about went sleep preaching to you sometimes. I'd look at y'all and y'all get so heavy eyed and I'd say, Lord, please let me find an exit hole and let's all go to the house. About to smother. It gets sluggish in church. You know what that is? No spirit. Sad to say some preachers don't know no different anymore. I tell you, we need spirit, don't we? I'm not talking about being charismatic. I'm not talking about something. I'm talking about something real. Brother, we've been around it long enough, hadn't we? To know what's real. I'm talking about when there's some electricity in the air and you know it's not fake and you know it's not foolish and you know it's not phony but you know that God is a combing up and down the aisles of the church and he's working from breast to breast in the hearts of men and women. Oh, we need something that's got a breeze of heaven on it. We need something that's got a touch. We need something. I said, God, I don't know what to preach this morning but if you'll fill me with the Holy Ghost, if you'll help me, if you give me something to say, I'll say whatever you want me to say this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we need. Every one of you boys and you girls need to get full of God. Amen. You need to just ride this altar. Stay in the front and stay full. Repent of all your sins and y'all got a whole lot of them. I can tell you right now, okay? Even you pretty girls have got a whole lot of sins. Stay in this altar Repent and repent and repent and repent and one day God will touch you and he'll use you. Stay humble. Stay low, Isaac. Stay down there where you need to be at. Where we all need to be at this morning. And let God use your life. 
Amen. Don't get worried. Don't you boys, don't get your eyes on girls right now. Amen. Well, hold, let me back up. I'm going to help every one of them and some of you parents. It's okay to like girls because I'd be worried about every one of y'all if you didn't like girls. That's right. Don't tell your kids don't like girls. Okay, man? Because you may raise a homo. Somebody say amen. And you girls, it's okay to like boys. Just don't like these boys right now. It's all right to like boys. I've seen, I've seen it happen. I've seen preachers tell their kids, why well, I catch you looking at a girl. And I'm going to tell you, got a sodomite tonight or this morning. Where the problem is when you become boy cra- or girl crazy. When you become boy crazy. Amen. Boy, I'm preaching now, ain't I? You know why I'm preaching them? Because they take it. They don't get mad. I ain't never had a young person get mad at preaching. You skin their hide, and you know what? They like it. Sometimes they'll come by and say, Preacher, when are you going to get mean again? I tell them, I said, Well, them older people can't take it out there. Their moms and dads, they get mad. I said, Well, I've let them get over a few things, and then we'll, we'll hunker down again. Amen. Y'all still with me? That's right. Hey, listen to me. Y'all get full of God. You stay on fire for God and come back. Amen. This morning, the just. There's only one way to live life. And my flesh don't like it, but there's only one way to live life. You know how it is? It's by faith. Amen. I'm 42, and it dawned on me a few days ago, Brother Barnes, I'm never going to be rich. Amen. <laughs> Come on now. I've been trying for 42 years. And I looked at the checking account and I said, I ain't ever going to be rich. Oh, joy. I quit trying. It's a good day when you quit. I ain't never going to have the best of the best. But I see those people. And there's a few Christian people God has blessed them with a lot of things. And they don't care about those things. But God knew they could handle it. But majority of people I see that has all the toys and all the things and everything's just in its own proper place, they're miserable. They're miserable. I'll never be rich, but I can raise my hand and say I sure have been blessed. You come by my place, it ain't a whole lot to look at and brag about, but I'm going to tell you one thing. God's given me more living for him than I'd ever had living for the devil. He'd been good to us, Brother David. He ought to put us all in the graveyard. If he let us live under the bridge, he's been, bad. He's been good to us. And I tell you, I slid in the bed last night and I laid there and I don't know if I was so tired or the bed felt that good, but it sure felt good. Pulled them covers up. I said, God, thank you for a pillow. <laughs> thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you, God. If you know, if I don't die tonight, I get to go to the house of God tomorrow with the redeemed and go to church. He's been good to us. 
I'd rather have that as the biggest bag of pots you could ever get me. I'll tell you, they can smoke it, but they got to keep smoking it. They can snort it, and they got to keep snorting it. You can drink that liquor, but you're going to have to go back for another one because the well never satisfies. I'm going to tell you 30 years ago on the side of the road, I got me a drink of a cool water, amen, from another country, thank God. And for 30 years, I've been able to look at this world and say, I don't need that. I don't want that, thank God. I got a well living on the inside, Brother Laddie, and it's real, hallelujah, it's real. Amen. Praise God. It's real, amen. It's real, thank God. Isn't it real to you, TJ? Isn't it real to you, thank God? It needs to be real to all of us. Hallelujah. A whale. You got a whale living in you this morning. I'm telling you, God's people's the only people that can be stone broke and still rejoice in hope. God's people's the only people that can go to the doctor and get bad news and say we can't do nothing for you, but can still come back to church and raise both hands toward heaven and say, God, you've been good to me, and I got something worth getting up for in the morning. Isn't it good to be saved? Hallelujah. It's just good to know him, isn't it? This morning as we stand. Have you been justified? The only thing that'll justify you is faith. And this morning, maybe you're not saved and you need to come and get saved. Maybe you're saved, but you need to come to this old-fashioned altar and you need to get down here. And you say, Lord, I need you to increase my faith. You have access. I promise you, Whatever you need to talk to God about this morning, if you'll come by faith, He'll listen. Faith is just saying, God, I can't see. I don't see no way this is going to happen. I don't see no way this is going to work. I don't see no way this is ever going to be fixed. I don't see no answer. But faith says, God, even though I can't see, I believe. I believe you're God. I believe you care. And I believe you want to answer my prayer this morning. If you need to come, Brother David's going to sing. And while he sings this morning, why don't you just take your burden to the Lord and leave it there this morning?